The podcast you are about to listen to is explicit and may not be suitable for children. Some content may be triggering and graphic. These stories are real. And as we all know, real can sometimes be hard to look at. However, it is necessary for healing and growth. Welcome to Stumbling Through Enlightenment. I'm Jason. And I am Lori. And I'm Edward. Every day we are working through our shit. And today we invite you to work through some of yours with us. Let me give you a quick rundown on what we're going to do in today's episode. The first part of the episode is where Ed, Lori, and I talk about what's going on in our day-to-day lives and where you'll be able to hear how we support each other's growth. During the second portion, Lori, Ed, and I will have a deep dive discussion topic ranging from self-awareness, metaphysics, mental health, personal discovery, and much more. During the third portion of the show, we're going to do a segment called Off the Rails. This is the funnier side of the podcast, where we talk about Lori's trippy dreams, top 10 lists, and all the weird and wild things we come up with along the way. How, how was everybody's Thanksgiving? Let's start with that. I had a great Thanksgiving. I had a good Thanksgiving. We were very small. Mm-hmm. Um, we had family over. Uh, my brother and sister came over, and we just kind of hung out. It was a later day because my sister worked until four. Yeah. So um, we didn't start dinner until five, which was different, you know, because we usually had dinner like at one or something yeah. like yeah. that. But um, so that was a little different. It was a much longer day than normal. But uh, but yeah, it was overall it was a good day. It was weird not to have my my mother and father there because um that was definitely one of the holidays that they enjoyed the most (laughs) right (laughs) yeah (laughs) so yeah there was nobody like talking about pie (laughs) right you know like none of that kind of stuff so that was a little weird and there were a few moments but for the most part it was a really it was a really good time and I saw some pictures you guys put up your tree. Oh, yeah. Jessica had that thing up in three seconds. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, she forced herself to wait this long because we had this long-standing thing where I did I never wanted to get a Christmas tree until, like, the week before Christmas. Right. right. Like, I hate Christmas trees because I hate the mess that they make. Right. Impossible <laughs> to keep up with. Yeah. The needles. So, for years, I've been telling her, you know... If you if we get a fake tree, let me get a fake tree, and then I don't have to worry about the mess. Right. And I don't care when you put it up. You can put it up in August if you want. Right. <laughs> yeah. So she really fought with herself because last year we couldn't find a tree. Last year there was like a tree shortage or something. Right. Who the I remember knows, that. But couldn't find a tree anywhere that was good enough, you know, that kind of a thing. So we went and I talked her into it. We bought a fake tree and... I've been telling her since, like, August, September, you can put the tree up whenever you want. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And she's, uh, she really had a hard time after Halloween with not doing it then. Uh-huh. But she, for some reason, said that she wanted to wait until Thanksgiving. Nice. And that's so a little more traditional, I think. It. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh... My team leader uh, at my work just went through a personal tragedy, and uh, so she's, you know, in a depression space now. And and uh, when she came back to work, she 
it was just what a couple of weeks before Thanksgiving and she came into the office that I'm in and, and she's like, you know, she's like, you need a little bit of Christmas up in here. She's like, I really want to put up the tree. And then something else happened and like one of the kids, one of her kids got uh, exposed potentially to COVID. So then she was, that was the only day she worked and then she's been out for another two weeks now. Wow. Right. Yeah. It's been crazy. And uh, so she, she messaged me the other day. She's like, is the tree up? I was like, no, I'm waiting for you because that's really her thing. She really likes to do the tree. Yeah. So that's a, that's a thing. But she really wanted to. And I'm like, there are all these memes like on Facebook and social media saying, you know, with the year that we've had, put the tree up. Just do it. You know, right, if, if right. it helps you get through at this point. Right. You know, like my Thanksgiving was great. Um, one of my participants was supposed to go home. We were really hoping we did a risk assessment and, um, you know, one of his brothers literally will not wear a mask or social distance. He doesn't care. And so because of that, and he understood, you know, we, I, I, he's the most, um, cognizant and and aware he's the the least amount of, of memory loss. So we talked about that and I, I told him, I said, this is, this is a big part of why we can't let you go. Right. Because, you know, of all yeah. that. And he was he was really bummed out. Depression really hit. His hallucinations and delusions, you know, expanded and whatnot. But Thanksgiving came around and I did no paperwork at all. I was in the kitchen, which is right now, you know, it's an open concept. So the living yeah. room is right there. We were watching Christmas movies. We were singing. We were like just bebopping around. And it That's really awesome. felt like That's the way it should be. family. It really did. It was great. It was awesome. That's the way it should be. Yeah. My Thanksgiving was really good. I was exhausted, but that was okay. We we enjoyed all kinds of good food. We ate all day. We snacked and nibbled all day long. Right. And then uh, we snacked and nibbled all night long, too. We stayed up till like, midnight watching um, funny holiday movies. Yeah. So that was really fun because Mike sounds like fun yeah Mike came over the night before and spent the night with us so that you know we could just get up and do our Thanksgiving in the morning and yeah and uh and then Thanksgiving evening came along and it's like well we finished eating and stuff you want to stay so that we can do like family evening stuff yeah and the three of us sat in there and we laughed and laughed and we watched three movies and we just laughed the whole time that's awesome which is really needed i'm sure yeah so good it it really was needed it really it was nice so yeah we ate and snacked and laughed and really had just a good day it was really nice awesome it was just the three of us because it because it is it has been for years now right but it was one of the better one of the most fun thanksgivings we've had in a long time that's awesome yeah that's really awesome. Yeah, it was fun. It was good. Good. Really what movies good did you watch? We watched, <laughs> we watched Bad or Santa. Yeah. Or Bad Santa. Bad Santa. Yeah. 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 And we watched um, Daddy's Home. I don't think I've seen that one. That's with Marky Mark. Yeah. And it's based without it, the funky bunch. The first, yeah, the first, yeah. and <laughs> the first one is like there's a little bit of a Christmas presence to it because they. Uh, Will Ferrell creates a Christmas in the summer to make Mark's character look bad. Oh, okay. But the second one, because we watched the second one too, Daddy's Home 2, the second one is based all around Christmas and getting away for the Christmas holiday. And, yeah. And that brings in Mel Gibson and um, the guy from uh, Third Rock from the Sun. 
the oh, older guy. What uh, is his name? Uh, I don't remember, but... He's great. He's so funny. Yeah. I can't think... Oh, John Lithgow. Oh, it is John Lithgow, yeah. And okay. so John Lithgow plays Will Ferrell's dad. Yeah. And Mel Gibson plays Marky Mark's dad. And it's oh, just geez. hysterical. Right. The whole thing is hysterical. And the kids are hysterical. So we just laughed and laughed and laughed. It was it was really great. Awesome. Yeah. Sat there and ate chips and dip and pie. And I mean, all of us were too full so to So you watched Daddy's Home and... What was the third one? Daddy's Home 2. Oh, okay. So you watched both of yeah, those. Yeah, we watched both of those because Michael still hadn't seen them and I'd been telling him for yeah. a while that they're, they're funny. Yeah. So he was like, yeah, let's do it. So Bad Santa's pretty funny. Oh my gosh, we laughed. It's, yeah. uh, I've seen it and seen it and I still laugh at what an asshole he is to <laughs> yeah. the yeah. I beat up some kids today. I feel really good about myself. Right. <laughs> I feel like it's the first thing I ever really accomplished in my life. It's like... It never loses its humor with me. It just doesn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I mean, you see where he's coming from. He beat the kids up because the kids had been beating up the kid. Right. And he's oh, yeah. dysfunct. He's a dysfunctional mess. Right. So it feels like he finally stood for something. <laughs> but it's just hysterical, you know, how he's reflecting how great he feels beating up these little teeny boppers, this old man, drunk. Oh my god. That's awesome. Yeah, so we just laughed and laughed. It's time to strap in for this week's deep dive. Right? You know. So you I was actually just listening to our our most recent episode where you were talking about how you were struggling with not being the person that they look to for yeah. like, you yeah. know, covering for her and whatnot. Yep. So now that you're on four weeks of that, how's that working out? Um, it's it's good. There's still a little bit of frustration there, but I'm I'm able to fairly quickly come to like fuck it. Yeah. You know, which it's is not your job. Right, it's not my job. You know, um my mantra, which is actually one of yours, and I, I know I've mentioned it in it like in one of our really er- early episodes, is like I'm not the monkey. Right. You know, not my monkey, not my surface circus, but I'm not the monkey. So uh when I start to feel that way, I've really like latched onto I'm not the monkey. And yeah. I really like that. Um so sometimes like I Good. you know, driving into work and like I have no idea what the schedule how the schedule has changed this week. No idea, because there was no schedule for me to print out, which is something that right. I usually do. Yeah. But you know when you're scheduled. Yeah. I which mean, is all that matters. matters. I mean, apparently, because no one exactly, no one has told me differently, so, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm going in when I normally go in, and if that's wrong, pfft, should have communicated. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So, right. yeah. That's awesome. I'm yeah. really... That's awesome. ...really enjoying, like, that That was a turning, that has been a huge turning point for me. Good. You know, yeah. to be able to set that boundary of work is work, and, you know, I've decided that I don't want to spend all of this time, you know, doing all this paperwork at this point. You know, I mean, like, yes, there's paperwork that I'm supposed to do, but not of this extra stuff. I'm going to spend more time with my participants and doing really your just job. and doing that part of the job. Yeah. You know, um, because that's the part that I really, really enjoy right now. And it's really what I want to do. And it's really what I need for myself. So, like, yeah. it's you know, probably what everybody benefits from. Yeah. 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 You know, they get the best of it that way. Yeah. It must feel really freeing to you. It does. Yeah, so I it's, think that's you know, the best part of the job. It really is. It really, really is. So yeah. that's what feeds you. It is what feeds me in that. You know, when my mother was in the nursing home, um, the nurse Frank mm-hmm. was just this amazing human being, and what I loved about him the most when he started on there yeah. was that you would often see Frank 
in the dining room yep. with the patients, interacting, making friends, in the rec room with the patients, interacting, making friends. And I loved that about him. And I thought, oh, finally, someone that is going to make friends with the people that then he's going to scare, you know, Alzheimer's, they're, yeah. they're afraid of everything. So you go to take their blood pressure. They don't like that. They don't want to have yep. their blood taken. There's yeah. all these things. But he's having this relationship with people. So when he checks their blood pressure, it's just their friend. He's not scary. And it, it right. makes this huge difference. And Absolutely. And it makes it a home and not a facility. Yep. Yep. I think that the, I, that I, that is spot on. Spot it on. Is. It is. And Frank is rare and a gem amongst rocks. Yes, right? and we told him that all yeah. the time, how yeah. much we loved him. Especially with, with COVID, um, part of my job takes me in and out of multiple of these types of situations that you guys are talking about. And, you know, group homes, um, residential programs, assisted livings, they're all shut down because of COVID. Yeah. Right. And the side effect of that is not only are they shut down because of COVID, but several of their typical support people aren't available because of COVID. Oh, right. So, you know, you've got the, the single mother who had this really nice job, you know, she'd go in every day, Monday through Friday from seven to three, and she'd work with these people and be great. And make a difference in their lives. And now she's got to be home with her kid because yeah. her kid can't go to school. Right. right. So she's on unemployment now. And the people that are flooding these facilities, not as much the group homes, but it is happening in group homes as well, are temporary staff right oh. you know they're they're call a number for an agency and they send somebody over for the hours you want oh um which has been a nightmare yeah. it's been really bad for a lot of the clients that the I'm residents seeing. right yeah so having you know that that really nice nurse that's going to go around and really incorporate himself into the milieu is yeah. is important yeah it's vital and rare. Yeah. One of my favorite facilities um, in the area is amazing in its setup. Both living rooms have 28 recliners in them. Wow. So that every resident has their own chair yes. and their own recliner. So that they could go, they could all be together in one living room or yeah. they could be separated as they yeah. need to. Yeah. That's beautiful. And then <clears throat> the rest of it's really just hallways and bathrooms. Yeah. Like a house would be. Yeah. And then the dining room is not a separate room. Imagine uh, like an open kitchen. Right. So it has one side of it is the kitchen. Yeah. And it's got a huge bar. Yeah, that's how it was. And then on the other side of that is where the people eat. Yeah. So they're in the kitchen while they're eating. That's lovely. It's, that's it really it is an amazing... It, I love that setup of that place more than anywhere else I've gone. Yeah. yeah. And it's because it's like... A home. a home right it looks like a home right and it's set up like a home you know there aren't artificial rooms with a fish tank or like you know right. that kind of crap yeah. that you see in some of these places yeah. there's you know and for 28 residents that's living huge rooms, a couple yeah. living rooms yeah and an enormous kitchen because yeah. i mean it's a it's not even an industrial kitchen it's got multiple like typical stoves yeah um, refrigerators, I think they've got four refrigerators, two of them clients can go in, two of them they can't. Yeah. Um, 
you know, if a, if a person wants to make themselves a grilled cheese, they'll go right through it with them and they'll help them do it. Yeah, yeah that's nice. Um, they did have a large griddle top. That was the only real industrial type thing that they had. Yeah. That's but yeah, cool. yeah. Oh, and the dishwasher. They had an industrial dishwasher. Yeah, you'd almost have to have one for that. But that's you had, yeah, 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 to sanitize it and stay with regulations. Yeah. So. so it was. I was we when we found the place that my mother ended up in. I had her in this place. It was just amazing. It was amazing. They had the front room full of comfy furniture where yeah. you could just sit and powwow. They had the movie room. We could go in. There was a big screen. TV and comfy furniture and the the kitchen was just like what you you was saying. Yeah. The staff was amazing. Everything about that place was amazing. The backyard was great. There was swings. Wow. Yeah, this was all out back. It was that all fenced beautiful. in. Yeah. It was all fenced right. in. So they couldn't walk off. Right. Right. You know, it was a lockdown facility for Alzheimer's and dementia. Yeah. But it was just amazing and the staff the staff was amazing. Then yeah, we got Frank. And he was amazing. Yeah. That time in my mother's life it would bring me to tears with gratitude. Nice. Good. Because That's the way it should be. Yeah. I mean, those people... Ugh. That's the way it should be. You yeah. shouldn't have to go to a facility and argue with somebody to get your parent out of their own piss and shit. Yeah, and right. that's what it was before. Yeah. No, I know. I know. And, this is... <laughs> and, yeah. you know, I get there at 6 a.m. every day, and I, I I would leave crying because I knew from 5 p.m. Yeah. till I got there the next morning... Nothing was going to happen. Nothing was going to happen for my mother. Yeah. And it was, it was horrible. It was horrible. Yeah. So when I got her into this place... Uh, it was life changing. What a relief! It was like just the weight of the world was off my shoulders, and the gratitude. And I'd go in there and tell them all how much I loved them and how grateful I was for them. And there was these certain nurses, you know, that that my mother loved, and they would bring her presents like fuzzy blankets, <laughs> and you know, they were allowed to do that, and they were doing nice stuff for the residents all the time. And you know, you could tell. The residents loved them. Right. You know, it wasn't a big you. show when you walked in. The residents really did love them. That's good. And and what I do, from time to time, I'm involved, but not in lawsuits. Right? Yeah. So I'm usually the support person for the person who's suing, but has either profound mental illness or something along those lines. Right. So they have a hard time interacting. And I have been involved in more lawsuits against assisted living facilities than any other thing yeah. I've been involved in. Yeah, because there's multiple things that can transpire. I remember in my mother's wonderful facility, there's this poor, poor little lady. The first time I walked in there to, to check out the place when I would... Yep. When I went to check it out to see if I could get mom in there, I walked in the door and there's this adorable, beautiful woman. I mean, you know that she was like a knockout, right? <laughs> <laughs> beautiful woman, just so cute. And the, the foul language coming out of her mouth <laughs> was like, yeah, yeah. wow. And she walks up to me and she goes, this is exactly what she said. I can't stand these fucking bitches. I need to go home. And this is a little old lady. I mean, right. and I tried not to laugh. And the lady behind, one of the staff members behind looked at me and she's grinning. And she winked. It was just what this woman did. She swore. Right, right. And, and uh, she, until they got her medication right, could also be 
uh, kind of mean to the other residents. Right. So we may get a phone call that she had walked up to my mother and gave her a slap. My mother was one tough lady. So... <laughs> I can just see this going with, wrong. Even with Alzheimer's, that woman had an arm like a man. And I can vouch for that because I've been hit by her many times. <laughs> so even with Alzheimer's, if you gave her a smack... She's going to give you one back. Right. So you didn't really have to worry about her, like, taking too much abuse that way. But then there would be that altercation between, uh -huh. you know. So that was something that we dealt with a lot. And t but she, my mother wouldn't hit anybody unless she, you Right, know. yeah. So yeah. I didn't have to worry about her running around abusing people. But she had Nam on her. I mean, she could have <laughs> broken someone's bones. They're all old ladies. Right. Uh, <laughs> but... So there was that stuff that we dealt with in that facility amongst. Once they got this little this little lady, you know, it takes a while to find the right medications. Right. They got her to a place where she wasn't like that anymore. But I used to say to her, do you need a hug? Because she'd be on a rant. And I'd say, do you need a hug, Marianne? And she would, she would melt and she would go, yes. Aww. Yes. And she'd give me a hug and I'd, and I'd give her a hug. I could always... Yeah. I could always bring her around. I was one of the few people that could. She looked at my nephew one day and she said, if you don't take that gum out of your mouth, I'm going to fucking slap you. Yeah. Oh, and, my God. And my nephew was like, because <laughs> she was so cute. You right. wouldn't expect it. Wow. Like, right. It didn't, it, and I said to the nurses one day, I said, you know, Alzheimer's is the weirdest thing. She probably, this is probably the polar opposite of how she right, was. who she was as right. a person. Yeah, before yeah. this, you know. My grandmother, because she had, had Alzheimer's too, when, when she reverted, it was not... She didn't become angry or mean. She went through a small space where she was like reliving like some teenage angst, I think. Yeah. yeah. But uh, what ended up happening for her is she reverted to French. Just a French. She couldn't speak English. Oh. She would understand it, but she couldn't speak it. Yeah. Um, so I, I was thankful that I could understand French as easily as I could. But she had to have special people go in because, you yeah. know, yeah, they, she, couldn't understand they couldn't that. understand her. But they loved her. They absolutely loved her. And they would do things like the facility that she was in was also very, very nice. And yeah. And they would do things like they would, you know, one woman knit her a blanket one year in her favorite colors and she just loved that blanket. And it was, you know, it was a thing because it came from her niece that she didn't have, you know, but I mean, like it was, it was that, you know, so, yeah. but, but it was, it was really, she just was very well taken care of, Yeah. Um, but she didn't get angry. And she was also like that kind of woman, like she was a frail woman. So like... They had warned us in the beginning that, you know, she could get angry. She might start being combative, right. so on and so forth. And so we're like, eh. But she never got there. She just started to speak French and only French. So Yeah. Wow. We got lucky on that one. Yeah. yeah. Buckle up for this segment of Off the Rails. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I like, I again, I'm like, just want to reiterate this. Like, I am excited about dreaming again. Yeah. Like, this has been kind of fun. Um, and you know, it, fun it's fun to listen to. I, well, that's good. I'm glad, I'm glad you guys are getting enjoyment out of it, too. But, like, I really, 
you know, even when I used to dream, I wouldn't necessarily dream like in depth a lot of times. Mm-hmm. But you know, like now I'm I'm like getting all of these like little weird things that are going on. Well, one of the great things about listening to the dreams that you're talking about, yeah, the audience can't see you, but you look like a kid at Christmas. I, well, it so it feels like it. You yeah. Know? Um. I. You know. Again, I. I. I said this off off mic, but this has really been a turning point in my journey. Is is this medication that I'm on? Um. And and I've been so resistant to medication for years. So to find something that really has worked and worked well. And then all these little gifts that come from it. And the yeah. dreaming really feels like a gift. Yeah. You know? Um, and I'm not sleeping through the night necessarily. Like I wake up in the middle of the night, which is unusual for me, but I'm feeling more rested. So yeah. that's kind of cool too. So that's really, really awesome. Um, so last night's dream, I actually had this dream last night. I woke up and I was like, what the ever loving fuck? So <laughs> I preface this by saying that, you know, if, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I used to be a chef. And that's a thing. And I now sit there and go, I don't know how I did it. I never want to go back to it necessarily again. That's that's still not a thing for me. I, you know, and people for years have said, you should own your own restaurant. And I've always said, no, 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 because that's <laughs> way too much. I'll run somebody else's restaurant, but I'm not going to do my own restaurant. So last night I opened my own restaurant. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the dream starts out like my father's alive, but it's now. You know, so my father has been been gone for 10 years, right? Yeah. And um, believe it or not, we're in Canada. So, you know, like this is a thing like I'm I'm going to Canada to open up this restaurant. (laughs) Right. So my father buys the restaurant for me. It was a it was a like a mom and pop diner, but like lodge setting. And it was uh, not like not like at a at a specific place it just looked like a lodge inside like a log cabin lodge oh nice it was very pretty it was very homey very like if I was going to open a place this is what I would open yeah you know and uh, the people had just decided they it was an older couple that, that just just decided that they were done and that was it so like when I when I walked into this place I had with me so like we're driving there you know so we're yeah. driving this 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 circuitous route and you know we're there are mountains so we're driving through the mountains and I have myself my father and then these three women that I have known in different situations over the years that have all been uh like waiters waitresses for uh-huh. me you know huh. over the year so these are like these are people that I, I've become comfortable with, I really like, and they're like, yeah, yeah. We, would, we would do this. So it was very cool, right? So we walk into this place, and it's beautiful. It really is very nice and homey and cozy. And all of a sudden, like, we're looking around, and we're looking at all of these different things, and we're starting to clean up. And, of course, I do reselling, right? So I find these plates that I'm, like, all excited about, and I, I run out back, and I'm like, guys, guys. I just found like $3,000 worth of plates, you know, like, cause these are all like really rare and, and right, you know, right. like, you know, so it's a thing like, so that's the fun thing. And, and we're sitting there and then all of a sudden I hear the little like dingle from the, the, the bell on the door and people are coming in. Now, like I have just gotten there, we've like, got customers. right? We've got customers. People are like, you know, starting to show up. And so like, I have like four or five tables already and so I turned to one of the, the women and I'm like, okay, well, I, I guess, I mean, I guess we could start serving, you know, like, you know, it's, it's a thing, right? So like I go out back and 
really the, the the kitchen looks like they just literally just walked out you know there's there's still stuff so food and well, everything you need there's not really food there's oh. just like i mean it's like if you open the, the the door to a refrigerator and you like see like the leavings of different things half oh, use yeah. this oh, and yeah. whatnot right okay. and i'm like looking around and there's all of this stuff and i really liked the way that the kitchen was set up it was very much like a like an in-home kitchen type thing but I realize all of a sudden, holy shit, I don't even, I haven't even placed a food order yet. You know, there's no food here, you know? Because you just got there. Because I just got there, you know? <laughs> wow. So I'm like, holy fuck, this is not okay. Run to the grocery store? Right, no, I, I, I walked out and I'm like, okay guys, I don't know how to do this, but ladies and gentlemen, I'm really sorry, my name is, you know, Edward, and I uh, have, have no food for you. Right? I, I have I have bought this, and they're all in the middle of ordering yeah. off of a menu that doesn't exist. Yeah. You know? And, and I'm like, I'm really sorry, but, you know, uh, it's going to take a few days, you know, this Friday I'll open up, or next Friday at the latest, you know, like, this is oh very God, specific, yeah. you know? And I'm like, so this is going to take a little bit, but, you know, and then I, I you know, ask them what, you know, what, what what they liked. And they were giving me these weird dishes that I'd never heard of before, but they'd always come to this restaurant and they existed. <laughs> and like some of these things didn't make sense. And I'm like, I'm in Canada. I should probably learn to make poutine. Um, and everybody's like, no, 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 because you'll never do it as good as whatever, you know. And it's like, you know, they're going back and forth. So they kind of like, oh, well, we're very sorry, but we'll, we'll, we'll be definitely be back, you know, when you open, let us know. And they start to go out and this other guy comes in. I'm like, I'm sorry, we're closed. And he walks over to like big dude, like, like a construction type dude, right? Yeah. And he walks over to the hearth and he taps on the hearth and it's plastic, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah right. Okay. Yeah. And he goes, oh, you're not going to be opening in a week. You're not even going to be opening in, in, a, in a couple of weeks. And I'm thinking to myself, you're right. I don't know how things work in, in Canada, but like, I don't, know how, I don't know how to get licensed. I don't know how to make sure the inspections right. are done. I, I really haven't thought this through. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and my father's there going, well, you asked me to buy this. So like, it's, you know, we're, we're in it now. Right. And the guy's like, yeah, no, no, you, you, there's got to be some major remodeling done. And I'm thinking asbestos at that point. And, <laughs> right? And, uh, but he doesn't answer me. Like, he, like, walks out of the thing. Oh, my God. And he, but before... You're worrying about asbestos. Right. Yes. In your dream. Right. I know. I thought Because that. there's a plastic heart. I thought that, too. I was That'd like, wow. Asbestos. Right? Oh, my God. And he looks at me in this... Like, like I'm not like I'm stupid, but just like I'm stupid and going, he says, he's like, you know, you really should get these places inspected before you open up a, a business, before you buy a place. And I look at my dad and I'm like, so can we get our money back? I mean, like, is this the way the thing is? So we follow this guy out. Oh my God. And all of the people that were there to eat are still out in the parking lot, right? 
but okay. now they've grown. Like, there's a lot more of them. So you got oh. a good crowd. We've got a good crowd, yeah. right? And no food. And You're no food. The perp walk. Right. The, 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 right. He's not. Well, he's not a health inspector. Oh, okay. No, he's he's literally a construction dude. Oh, okay. And, and so he, he has nothing to do with any of like nothing to do with okay, anything, but right? You're following him. I'm following him because he's, he's he's the voice of reason. Because <laughs> right. he's telling you that you're fucked up. Yeah, because he's got to be right. Because he tapped on the plastic. I was seeing the plastic thing is like, oh, like that thing that you shake, oh, you, your fortune's told on the little ball. Oh, like shake. the Magic 8-Ball? So yeah. he's like tapping on the plastic thing, telling you your fortune. Like, right, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort of, and he told me that I was not going to be able to open this restaurant, right. which is really too bad because I like I felt like home there. Like, it felt really homey and really nice, and I really liked the feeling of, of And we're place. like 10 minutes in, right? Yeah. So yeah. you have walking in the door. Right, <laughs> you know, I, I have walked in, I have had customers that have had to turn away. You've we taken had, a lottery for menu items. <laughs> right? Did any of them want a dead seal with minnow stuff in no. it? No! Oh my god! <laughs> or no, birds. That's what bird. it was. Yeah, yeah birds. dead seal with bird stuff in it. Dead birds. No, I'm no. I'm imagining we said they ordered these weird things. I'm imagining like right. no. dehydrated fish with lye. Right. No, no. I, it was nothing like that. It was not weird like that. It was just they were just odd. And I, I, I wish I could remember what they were, but I remember thinking, well, that's that's a very interesting like thought Like pickled meatloaf? Like well, something like that, yeah. Just or like weird stuff. you know, like oranges, baked orange. Th- this was one baked oranges stuffed with like with like meat sausage stuffing. Oh, now, okay. now I really kind of want to try this oh, because yum. I'm wondering. Yeah, yeah, the look on your face, Lori. <laughs> you know, I'm like, well, that's that's rather weird. Baked you know? oranges. Baked oranges, right? So you know, and I mean, you, if maybe you, they were part Oreo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you take an orange though and you hollow it out and you you put like um, uh, Jessica makes muffins that way. Yeah, that's what I say. Yeah, like muffins or cake when batter. We go camping. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. She makes muffins that way. And you in the campfire. Oh, oh yeah, and they're delicious because you get that orange essence in them. Yeah. it's quite oh, okay. nice. But that's uh, a muffin, right? Right. Yeah. And that's an, okay. Not what I was picturing at all. I was picturing the orange. Yeah. Yeah. Not the peeling. Oh, oh, I see, yeah. With sausage in it. Right. <laughs> baked in the oven. Right. And I'm like, and oh. see, I know about the muffin thing. Uh-huh, so you didn't see I that. But I still pictured it the way you pictured it. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, like yeah. they had orange in there still, yeah. and they just took out, like, the white stuff where the yeah. seeds are. Yeah, and, and the meat, meat in there. there. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. I, so I'm going to have to play with that kind of recipe, because who knows at this don't point. Don't burn your tongue. Don't. <laughs> So we get out there and there is like this whole other piece of, of the property which wasn't there when we went in. Okay. But it was like this right. this large like um you know, like one of those industrial building type things. Okay. And the guy's there with a flatbed truck and he gets on top of the truck and he's addressing the whole <laughs> thing. You know, wow. This is the construction one? This is the yeah. construction guy. Okay. We're gonna call him Bob, Bob the Builder. No, I don't know. <laughs> right. Um so he's 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 addressing this whole thing. He's a cheeky construction. Oh, he really is. Like, I mean, I think he was waiting for me. Truthfully, <laughs> he knew. Maybe he, he knew. called the people. Maybe he called the people. Yes. <laughs> Good Lord. 
So he's sitting there and he's talking and he's, you know, he's like, you know, all about removing stuff and, and, and the things that need to happen to the building. But he's not being specific at all. He's not vague. He's being very vague. He's Donald Trump. He's he like, oh wants my you God. to hire Donald him. Donald Trump. Well, that's it. And I said. He wants you. He wants you to hire him so he can make a fortune off from all the problems. That he's I have. pretending that, that you have. I have no well, idea about. Right. now pronounced to the community. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, that's it. You know, and. And he's just this going. Is a perfect, um, this is an underwear dream. Ed. This is. Like, it, it is an underwear it's dream. An underwear dream. You are being filleted in front of your entire, your entire company of people that could potentially come to your restaurant. <laughs> right. Ironically, I didn't feel like the underwear dreams. You know, like you I didn't, didn't feel awkward. Like I you didn't, didn't feel like, oh my god. No, I'm just like this is the way it's going to be, and this is what I need to do to fix it. Wow. And okay. And thank so God, God this is not an construction guy right? to point all of this out. Well, no, I, I was suspicious of this construction guy. Oh, you were suspicious. Yeah. Okay. So I I raised my hand from the back from from, from the back, <laughs> back of the from the back of the crowd, and I'm like, before you go any further, sir. I need to know that you know what you're doing and that you can safely remove this asbestos because obviously in my mind it is asbestos, right? Because you haven't told me what the problem is. Right? I don't know. It's asbestos, you know? I love how you raised your hand. I raised my hand. Have you ever seen asbestos? I have seen asbestos, yeah. Not not like I've seen the actual asbestos, like the asbestos stone. I have not seen it like in... Oh, okay. I've not seen it in like walls. Yeah, or anything, you don't but... typically find it around plastic. Right. Well, I, you know, I. Or uh, in a log cabin. Well, right? I mean, you. Right. Plastic came after asbestos. Right? So. <laughs> I, I don't know. So. It's funny that you were stuck on asbestos. Typically found in siding. Right. Right. There you go. See, I have no idea why a log cabin <laughs> right? would, yeah. would not have asbestos <laughs> in it. So the guy looks at me and he goes, "Well, this," and he picks up something from one barrel and puts it into another barrel and goes, see, I can remove asbestos. Did you feel okay with that? No! No, I did not! I did not! I'm like... So now he's moving asbestos by just shoveling it. Right! And I'm like, I don't think that that's the way it works. And and then that was the end of the dream. Like that's where it ended. Like I still have no idea what was it's wrong. Like, this dream bullshit. I'm out. <laughs> I, I have the no. asbestos can't be moved yeah. that way. This no guy's full of shit. I'm done. I have no idea what was wrong with my restaurant <laughs> at all. Clearly, it was not the asbestos. Apparently not. I, mean, I hope you enjoyed the show today remember you can always reach out to us through our facebook page at stumbling through enlightenment follow us on twitter at stumbling t-h-r-o-u-2 go to our website to check out more episodes and information about us personally that is stumbling through enlightenment dot squarespace dot com you can also reach out to us directly at stumblingthroughenlightenment at gmail.com. That's it for today. Have a great week.